Well, hello everybody. This is Will Hauk and uh, welcome to my new series on Mexican music called A White Guy Listens to Mexican Music Part 1. Now, the reason I'm doing this podcast series is because I've been uh, becoming a, a bigger and bigger fan of Mexican music over the last couple of years and uh, Mexican culture in general. I um, am just really fascinated with all kinds of different musical styles, but in particular with this one, um, there's so many types of music and such a long history to uh, Mexican music that it's just uh, really, really um, uh, just kind of endlessly fascinating to me um, how all these styles developed and um, uh, took place in different regions and morphed over time and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have some uh, resources at the end of the podcast that I'm going to tell you about, some uh, some podcasts you can listen to, some books you can read, and uh, some artists that you can check out as well. We're also going to be listening to a number of these artists here. Um, as I do the podcast and um, and uh, introduce you to these new styles of music. Now, what this really is going to be is an exploration of music in Mexico going back to the mid-1800s, around the time sort of building up to the Civil War here in the United States. There's a lot of immigration coming into Mexico and a lot of industry being built in the region, and uh, cities were really going under a growth um, a process. And a part of that was uh, immigration coming from places of the world that you probably wouldn't um, associate with uh, Mexico often places like Europe, Italy, Germany, Austria, and stuff like that. Um, on the West coast, there was also some, uh, immigration, uh, coming from, uh, Japan and, uh, the, um, the, the Pacific side of things. Uh, but most of the musical things that were happening with immigration regarding to Mexico, um, were happening, uh, largely around the city of Monterey in, in Mexico. It became an industrial center or sort of the Pittsburgh of uh, Mexico for the time period. And, um, because there was so much, um, growth in industry, um, there's a, a strong pull for immigrants to come there and uh, find work and trade and merchants and all that kind of stuff. And those immigrants brought with them their culture. And part of that culture was the instruments uh, that they brought with them. So we're going to um, do kind of an exploration of the instruments and then the different uh, styles of music as well. Um, this is kind of um, an, an important topic to me because especially in this age of uh, what we're living in right now, there's a lot of uh, discussion of immigration and uh, what it means to be an American. And uh, for me, uh, I, I have nothing but respect for uh, people who immigrate to a country. They leave everything that they have behind and um, risk everything to go somewhere else to uh, feed their family, find work and, um, and do that. And then oftentimes they bring with them music and food and language um, that make the place that they're going to much more rich and much more interesting. And I think that's definitely the case with immigration here in the United States. I think it's uh, kind of a mistake people make sometimes when they try and dismiss immigrants as being um, uh, bad or this or that. And so I think it's important to um, uh, to, to look into um, the, the culture and, uh, and and lift it up and, and look at take a serious look at it. Now, one thing that is kind of a barrier when we talk about this kind of music, particularly is language. So Spanish um, is the is the language that this is uh, being sung in and uh, written in. And uh, that can be a, a barrier for sure. Um, I try and remind myself that uh, many countries around the world, it's pretty normal to speak more than one language. I'm trying to learn Spanish myself. Um, I'm a teacher, a history and psychology teacher, and I teach a lot of Hispanic students, a lot of uh, children of uh, children of uh, immigrants and things like that. And so, um, just trying to familiarize myself with the with the language. And, um, and, and the structure of it is helpful. I know not everyone is going to go out and learn Spanish just to listen to music, but, um, but I think you can appreciate the emotion behind it. I think you can look up, um, uh, translated lyrics on Google pretty easily. And, um, you know, if you just look at a translation and then listen to the song and listen to the feeling, you go, oh yeah, I can kind of, 
I can kind of see whether this is a love romantic song or is this like a fun party song or, you know, maybe this is a song about a guy missing his girl, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, so, so those are some ways around that. But um, if you're interested in, in all kinds of different uh, styles of music, then I think you're really going to enjoy um, this podcast. And like I said, I want to um, uh, share some of the artists and some of the traditions that I was um, uh, able to, to, to find out about uh, doing my research. And, um, um, hopefully you can, um, uh, take part in that as well. Um, I also wanted to throw out before we jump into things that if you know of any, um, academics or artists or speakers or musicians that, um, uh, might be interested in being a part of this, um, please contact me, uh, through social media or send me an email. Um, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to, to, to speak to some people. I've already talked to a couple of people, um, uh, professors and, um, and got some, um, uh, feedback from them. And uh, that was super helpful. So um, let me know if you got any suggestions in that regard. Okay, well, here we go. Let's start uh, talking about the history of Mexican and Chicano music. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the styles of music and the instruments involved in those styles. So just real quick, the styles of music we're going to talk about is um, first one is going to be conjunto. Now, this is also sometimes referred to as Tejano or Norteño. It developed in the northern uh, region of Mexico. We're also going to talk about mariachi music, um, which I'm sure most people are familiar with. It's been part of uh, popular culture, movies and uh, music. And if you've ever been to Mexican restaurants, you probably heard mariachi playing in the background. We're also going to talk about banda, which is maybe less popular for for most um, Americans, especially uh, Anglo-Americans. And uh, then we're going to talk about traditional music. So um, this is kind of hard to pin down, but, you know, kind of like um, uh, rootsy Americana-ish here in, in the United States. Um, I, it, Amer Mexico has its own um, um, tr various traditions and traditional songs. And then we're also going to talk about a style of music called trap corridos. And um, uh, corridos are um, ballads. That's that's kind of the, the literal translation for um, corrido. Uh, but um, but trap corridos are um, this really interesting example of Chicano culture. So Chicano means uh, Mexicans who are living in America, uh, largely in the Los Angeles area, but Chicano culture is also spread to places like Chicago. Um, there's a long history of Mexican immigration to Chicago going back to um, the time of like the cowboys and the railroads around the turn of the century uh, kind of deal. Um, they were um, working in uh, meatpacking plants up in uh, Chicago, but around the country as well. And um, uh, so Chicano culture has given birth to a number of different things, but one of them are these uh, trap corridos and uh, it's, it's a younger style of music, although it sounds very traditional and very rootsy and um, has like tuba and bajo sexto and things like that. Um, but um, they're, they're also similar to, um, in my mind, um, uh, outlaw country in a lot of ways. And so we'll get into that um, a little bit. So that's kind of just a, just a big overview of the uh, types of music we're going to be talking about. But I want to spend some time talking about the instruments because the instruments are central to both the styles and the sound of the music that we're going to be talking about. So the first thing is the guitar. Now we're all familiar with the guitar. If you're an American, you've heard rock and roll and country, and uh, therefore you know what a guitar is. So I'm not going to talk too much about a guitar. We know about acoustic and electric guitars, but um, the guitar became a central instrument to conjunto music. And conjunto is the uh, the music that was developed in the northern Mexico region, region southern uh, Texas uh, region, and uh, just kind of like the, the cross cultural um, uh, back and forth that was happening in that whole area. And um, there's a couple other instruments that are part of that as well. One of those other instruments is the accordion. You don't really hear a whole lot of accordion in American music anymore. Um, Apparently, like in the um, uh, 1940s and 50s, it was a little more uh, popular, but um, it's, it's a big bulky instrument. Um, I think we, if you've heard... Um, 
the accordion in popular music is probably by, by uh, Weird Al uh, playing his accordion <laughs> things. And uh, that's when I think of accordion, I think of Weird Al. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe Weird Al, it's hilarious, but maybe he, uh, you know, did a little bit of a disservice to the accordion because I think a lot of people see it as a goofy uh, kind of instrument, you know, not really. It's like kids don't, you know, uh, the first instrument that they want to play, they don't look at their mom and ask him to buy them an accordion. But, you know, um, it is what it is. Uh, but the accordion became very central to conjunto um, music as well. And uh, especially um, an artist named Flaco Jimenez and um, uh, and the style that, that he played um, had a lot of accordion uh, in the in the style. And so um, it's it's oftentimes guitar and or bajo sexto and accordion kind of making up um, that that really acoustic uh, sound. And speaking of the bajo sexto, there's two instruments that are similar the bajo sexto and the bajo quinto. Um, uh, both of these instruments are very similar to a 12 string guitar. If you know anything about um, uh, playing guitar, you, you'll know about 12 strings most likely. If you don't play guitar and you're not a musician, a 12 string is an interesting um, uh, style of, of, of instrument. So if you think of a guitar, you've probably seen the, the person playing strings and on a, on a guitar, like an American style guitar, there's, um, there's six strings. Uh, but what a, a 12 string guitar does is it, it takes um, two strings for every one string. And they're, they're in octaves, so a really low note and then a very high note. So each note, we don't have to get into too much music theory, um, but uh, each note has various octaves and um, they, they, they go low to high or high to low. And so basically what you do is you take two strings that are an octave apart and you put them really, really, really close together and uh, you play both of those as one note, essentially. And then when you do that over you know, the, the six strings of the guitar, then that's where you get 12 string. And so a bajo, bajo sexto is a 12 string and a bajo quinto is a 10 string. So it's like, it's very, they're super similar, um, uh, same tuning and whatnot, except for the number of, of strings. And the sound is very unique and very interesting. Um, you'll hear it in some of the music we're going to listen to, but if you want to check it out, um, uh, you know, do a, a YouTube search on bajo quinto or bajo uh, sexto and, um, and you'll, you'll find videos of people playing them and explaining what they look like and and you can hear the sound and once you hear the sound you're like oh that's what that is that's that distinct thing that i was um i was listening to so um so these two instruments they look like a guitar they're played like a guitar. They have a different tuning than guitar. And also they have the, the doubles, uh, the octave string thing going for them. Uh, they give them a unique sound. Then there's another style of, uh, of instrument called the vihuela. And the vihuela is, is very similar to the ukulele. Um, most of us are, are familiar with um, um, Hawaiian uh, music and, and the ukulele. And so a vihuela looks very similar. It's small, sort of the size of a ukulele or a mandolin. It's, um, it has a, um, uh, it has different, um, numbers of strings depending on the style of vihuela. Um, but, um, but, and the tuning is a little bit different than the ukulele, but the sound, the percussive, uh, sound is very similar to that. It has a high pitched, uh, tone that kind of cuts through the mix and it's often played with a pick on the forefinger and the forefinger is sort of flicked across the strings. Um, in this, um, I, I don't know of another way to explain it other than flicking kind of emotion and you can use your other fingers on the strings as well. I'm going to give this like ring, ring, ring kind of a sound. And, um, and it, it adds a bit of uh, rhythm, a little bit of snappy, uh, rhythm to, uh, to, to the sound as well without having to play, you know, percussion. A lot of these, these bands are, are pretty small. There's like three or four people or, or, or sometimes less in these, these groups. And so it's almost like every instrument has to be kind of 
more than just itself to, to add to the, the, the sound of everything. Another instrument um, that, that's really um, important to most of these uh, styles or about half of these styles is the guitarron, which is a fun word to say. And uh, this is a giant big guitar. It, it looks like it's the size of like a cello. If you imagine somebody strapping a cello with a guitar strap on and playing the cello, um, it's very similar to that. It has the, the a cello has the shape of a violin. Um, in fact, the, the violin, the cello, and the stand-up bass are all the same instruments and, and basically in different sizes, um, if you th think of it like that. And so um, the guitarron is kind of the same thing in that it's a, it's a big, giant guitar. And um, it looks almost comically huge. Like when I watch people play them, it's just like, I love the sound of it, but I think, man, that would be, uh, you, you have to be a certain size to play it just to pick the thing up, you know? So there's probably certain people who would love to play it, but they're like not big enough to play it, but, um, it has a great tone to it. it sounds very, very similar to a stand-up bass it has that doom, 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 uh, sort of a sound to it. And, um, and, and a lot of the, the style of how it gets played is very similar to, um, the, the bass guitar in say like a bluegrass, like an American bluegrass or string band. Um, uh, no to go too far into music theory but there's the the one and the five um of uh, is, are the notes that it's playing uh, back and forth doom, 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 doo, doo, doom, doom, that sort of a deal and uh, the guitar own is this this big big uh, instrument and again look it up on youtube and uh, you can see people playing it it's it's pretty cool to uh, uh to, to watch that and then the last section of instruments are kind of like a lump of instruments and this is the the basically the what we call like the horn section so there's um horns like trumpet sometimes uh, baritone or um or trombone but most often trumpet and then um other brass instruments as well and then there's the clarinet, um, there's the harp, and, uh, uh, and the tuba. The tuba is uh, a quintessential um, um, sound in, in a lot of uh, Mexican music. So these, these horns were brought to, um, to the, the, the Mexican scene by these European immigrants that were coming to, um, uh, to, to the Americas, right? Both in North America and Central America and uh, South America as well. And I'll go into a little more um, uh, detail into that whole, um, that whole thing. But essentially um, what developed developed in the um, mid to late 1800s is a style of music called Orquesta Tipica. Um, it's basically like small or orchestras. Um, sometimes they became very small and they would kind of like travel. Um, they're um, uh, easier to move around. And that whole tradition kind of um, morphs into what um, the mariachi um, uh, sort of is, is, is seen as. But um, these orchestral uh, instruments were, were brought by European uh, instruments and then ad adopted into Mexican society. And it was seen as a... Um, uh, it was seen as a, a way to show um, y y your wealth or or um, your influence, um, y your success, and that kind of stuff um, by uh, being able to attend concerts by these uh, these orchestras. And so that's what brought in the trumpet, the tuba, the harp, the clarinet, and all these other brass instruments. And then uh, once you introduce those sounds into culture, then they sort of uh, diffuse into culture and uh, are adopted by different people and for different situations and whatnot. So if you've ever wondered what, in a in a mariachi band where the where the trumpet come from um you know it's a european thing uh, for sure and and, and the uh, mexicans who had any sense of um, uh, money or wealth or power or anything like that 
they really wanted to sort of flaunt that whole thing um, in the time period and say like, like, you know, I can go listen to an orchestra, check out how fancy I am. Um, kind of in the same way that we think of like French stuff is always fancy, you know, like if a person's speaking in a French accent or whatever, like, like, ooh, la di da, you know, uh, kind of a deal. Same thing was true, I think, back in, um, in, in, in Mexico when that whole thing was developing. All right. So that is the instruments. We got the guitar, the accordion, the bajo sexto slash bajo quinto, the vihuela, the guitarron, and then the horns like the trumpet, brass instruments, clarinet, harp, and the tuba. And the tuba um, for more modern, kind of from the 1960s on, um, is just a quintessential sound. That 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 tuba in and what we call um, oftentimes a ranchero music, um, that kind of a deal, um, that is like quintessential uh, Mexican music. So there's that. A lot of this music I got introduced with um, too from, I used to work in construction and I worked with a couple of different crews that were uh, made up of Mexican guys and they didn't speak the, the best English. So we'd kind of work things out, you know, as far as, as, far as like, you know, trying to, to, to you know, converse with each other. But I'd listen to Mexican music all day. And at first it was like, I was like, man, I don't get this music. I don't know it. I don't, it's a different language. But after, you know, a pretty short period of time, I started listening more deeply to it and thinking, holy cow, there's so much, there's so many different instruments happening here. And, um, that's, that's kind of a big reason I got into this whole deal. So, um, yeah, so I hope you uh, enjoy my thoughts on that. Now, conjunto music, um, is also referred to as Tejano or Norteño uh, music. And, um, probably the most popular guy, from this musical tradition is Flaco Jimenez. Um, he has been, um, uh, he, he was a, a, an artist who, who played in uh, both like Southern Texas, Northern Mexico um, uh, for a very long time. Um, he has, uh, there's a really cool, um, uh, tiny desk concert, NPR tiny desk concert, uh, with him and another guy, um, uh, playing and you should definitely ch check out if you want to see, um, his style. But, um, he's, he's one of those elder statesmen of, uh, Mexican music in, um, in kind of like a modern, uh, society, kind of a Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, uh, sort of figure. And that's another thing too. A lot of this music is like country music, but like Mexican. Um, and that, that's a kind of a thing that stood out to me, you know, they, they're wearing like cowboy hats and cowboy boots and dressing very Western. And, um, a lot of it develops in rural Mexico and there's a lot of cowboy culture mixed up into it as well. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about this music, like it's, um, Mexican country music, uh, it might give you a, a sort of a, a landing point to, uh, to kind of, uh, uh, latch onto it. So, um, this style of music conjunto, has its roots. Um, all these um, musical styles are going to have their roots in uh, Monterey, Mexico, in the the mid to late 1800s. Um, that doesn't mean that 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 that's what is is definitely claimed as the birthplace of all these music. But this is uh, Monterey is is, is kind of the hub of um, working class people coming to um, uh, Mexico in this time period. It's this industrial powerhouse for northern Mexico. It was connected to all the um, other parts of Mexico, and there's a huge cultural diffusion that took place from uh, Monterey into various um, types types of, of the uh, Mexican culture. Now, like I mentioned before, European culture was seen as um, more modern, more cultured, more uh, something to aspire to. So um, the Italian uh, opera uh, became this symbol of success and modernity for um, a lot of people living in Mexico at the time. Um, so this um, uh, started to develop into musical styles. And then there was also musical um, uh, uh, dances that um, uh, kind of worked together with this musical style. So the polka, the waltz, the minuet, these are all dance-based styles of music that came from Germany, Italy, and other European nations and were uh, widely adopted in Mexico. All right, so this also allowed 
the shipping of European goods north to the U.S., and that also meant the spreading of musical ideas to northern Mexico and the southern Texas region. So for Mexicans living in what becomes Texas, the music and the culture coming from the south of them was was very important. So it led to this identity of Tejano um, a culture and uh, what it meant to be um, a Mexican, a Tejano, uh, so on and so forth. By the late 1800s, um, the harsh work conditions and economic activity of, of Texas started to draw people away from the industrial centers like Monterey and into Texas and northern uh, Mexico. And this this is what developed into um, Tejano or Norteños. And um, uh, there are some modern like gang connections to like what the word Norteño means. But in this time period, obviously, it's just like it's just people moving up and into in, in modern gang culture. There's Norteños and Sereños at 13 and 14. This, this is like not connected to that at all. It just means like people moving north um, for, for, for work and for the most part. Um, there are also very strong ties between Mexicans living in Texas and uh, Mexico. And this blend of culture is what became uh, known as Norteño, Tejano, and Conjunto, all of which refer to a blending um, of the culture. So the word Conjunto is kind of like the word conjunction. Like there's a conjunction of things coming together. And so that's kind of um, where that, that, that comes from. In this era, the late 1800s, early 1900s, dissemination of European styles started to spread all throughout northern Mexico. And uh, this diffusion um, uh, led to the styles. Some of, this, some of the, the styles got, got referred to, still get referred to as Tex-Mex. Um, and and um, that's, that's definitely a term that you'll, you'll kind of hear with it. Although that sometimes means a little more on the American side than the Mexican side. But, you know, it's one of those terms that goes um, uh, back and forth. And then also another offshoot of this is Ranchero music. One of my favorite bands, uh, Mexican bands, is uh, Tigres del Norte. And um, they, they, they have this um, very Ranchero uh, sort of sound, which is like ranch music, like cowboy, like country music kind of a deal. Um, uh, another thing that develops in this time period are corridos. And corridos are ballads that are a huge part of the musical style. Uh, we know about ballads and um, all kinds of um, uh, American artists have um, uh, performed ballads and we connect them um, uh, to, to that, that style. Um, but um, in certain types of Mexican music, um, these songs became... Um, uh, ways to sort of mythologize working class heroes and a lot of those um, uh, people in the um, in the last like 50 years a whole like, like style of corrido are um, are what's called uh, narco corridos and those are um, uh, talking about people who are um, uh, drug runners and the cartels and um, and things like that so that's interesting to me because uh, it, it's kind of similar to a couple different American styles like outlaw country um, the whole idea is um, you know Willie and Johnny Cash kind of doing their own thing and being outlaw laws and uh, sort of celebrating like a uh, working class um, hero kind of a deal. And then also um, the gangster rap that, that kind of originated in the late 80s, um, early 90s with um, Dr. Dre and, um, and artists like that, and then kind of spread throughout the country, um, does a lot of the same, uh, same sort of thing. So these are like um, uh, people who are doing things that are nefarious, but um, they're still sort of like seen as um, I, people, I, the working class identifying with them and uh, all those sorts of things. So there's all kinds of examples of, um, of, of that throughout um, not just uh, Mexican music history, but American music history as well, um, trying to, to celebrate uh, working class people. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the dances and the polkas were really important uh, to this, uh, this style. And it's still a lot of the songs in Conjunto music has a, um, has a polka um, uh, kind of a feel to it. Uh, it's on the one and the three, not the two and the four. Um, and then sometimes in, um, in, in three, four time, sometimes in four, four time. 
Okay, so the next style is mariachi music, and um, mariachi um, uh, connected to that whole Monterey scene, but in modern uh, Mexico, Jalisco um, claims to be the origin of mariachi music and is very, very uh, strong in the culture of that region of Mexico. Um, again, this develops from the um, orquesta tipica um, uh, styles of music. Um, the orchestral instruments were brought into this style and um, became a big part of it. Um, it, it spread into country, uh, the, the country sides and villages and um, the instruments um, that, that formed into this, this style of music are what I mentioned before, the guitar, um, uh, sometimes the bajo sexto, sexto um, the violin is, is, is important, the trumpet, the clarinet, the cornet, and the flute. Um, and then um, also you'll, you'll oftentimes see the guitarron and the vihuela um, used in uh, more modern uh, mariachi uh, music. Um, these, clerk, these groups were oftentimes working class musicians who were trying to, to make a living. They would have um, small, um, small groups, sometimes big, sometimes small. And um, they, they would, there was a whole uh, classification of uh, different um, uh, groups. So sometimes the smaller group would be um, hired for celebrations and sometimes it'd be performances that were more like orchestras and operas and things like that, especially in the, in, in the early days. Now, a days we know mariachi from, they all kind of wear the same uniform. They have the same um, clothes that they wear and uh, they sort of stand in a semicircle uh, around a microphone and, and, and play their music uh, like that. Another style that de developed out of this um, uh, sort of genre of music is, uh, is banda, and uh, this is definitely an evolution of the mariachi band. Um, the interesting thing about banda music is that there is no guitar. It's all horns and um, orchestral type instruments, a so trumpet, trombone, clarinet, tuba, saxophone, drums. The drums are really, really interesting to me because they um, uh, make this really odd rhythmic sound. Um, it's not like in American music where it's like on the, on the two and the four, it's like, doom, get it. Kind of a generic rock kind of a rhythm. Um, the, the the snare would just do these crazy like rolls all, all of a sudden like and uh, and it's really it's really cool. It's so different than um, like the drums that I'm used to hearing. And I love that when music surprises me like that. Um, and in modern banda, the vocals are super super important. Cool harmonies. Uh, a lot of songs like kind of love songs um, are, are, are in there. And um, this is just like this is music that you, you drink you. you drink some beers and sing along to the songs with your friends kind of music not really cool uh, another uh, style of uh, mexican music is i guess what you call like traditional um, uh, music um, there's all kinds of different uh, styles moved into traditional um, uh, mexican music but there's a heavy spanish guitar influence what we think of when you say flamenco guitar um, kind of a minor sounding uh, guitar. That's uh, that's a, this huge part of traditional music. Um, there's one song that Americans might know called La Llorona, which is a great example of this style. It was used in the movie Coco and. Um, if, um, if you listen to that song, um, even if you don't know the words, you can feel the emotion and it. it's very, very beautiful. And um, it's definitely a, a big part of Mexican history and traditions. And then the last uh, style of music I want to talk about is called Trap Corridos. Um, so like I said before, this is um, a, a development of Chicano culture, meaning Mexicans who live in America, um, very strong in Southern California. Um, this uh, musical style uses guitar, um, tuba, bass guitar, and the, the Baja um, uh, section 
Sexto or the Baja Quinto. Um, they're, they're pretty stripped down bands, oftentimes uh, three or four or five people, and uh, oftentimes playing just um, acoustic uh, type instruments uh, like a, a Baja Sexto and a tuba, uh, kind of bringing the, the, the main sound. Um, the lyrics in these songs are, are very similar to gangster rap, and that's where the trap thing comes from. So trap is a style of hip hop developed in Atlanta from trap houses, which are drug houses. And, um, and it, the, the sound of trap is very distinct. And, and uh, if you listen to modern pop music, there's trap sounds all over everything. And so the, the sort of trap corridos thing comes from the influence of that lifestyle, like the Chicano version, because oftentimes trap um, hip hop was from Atlanta. It was like black culture. And so these trap corridos are like the sort of like the um, Chicano Mexican uh, blending of like their traditional music with this, the, 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 the music and the lifestyle uh, that they're talking about. Um, they're also very similar to the narco corridos. Um, guys like um, Chalino Sanchez um, saying uh, narco corridos about the Mexican cartels. And uh, he's very similar to I'd say like a Johnny Cash figure or a Willie Nelson uh, type of figure, um, highly, highly celebrated in, in Mexican culture amongst certain types of people, um, uh, certain people who are in, into that, you know, uh, working class kind of stuff. And, um, and like I said before too, that this stuff reminds me of outlaw country. And that's why I keep bringing up Willie and Johnny and uh, Chris Christopherson and, and, uh, those kind of guys. And, you know, it's, it's music sometimes involves, um, uh, crime and criminality. Um, but, um, you know, like, like country music celebrated Southern outlaws who made moonshine and ran away from the cops and like NASCAR developed out of that whole scene of uh, building up cars so that you could drive fast away from the cops and run your moonshine, uh, you know? And, and so I think there's a lot of um, similarities with those, uh, those types of things. So there you go. Those are all the instruments and the styles of music. And now we're going to uh, listen to an example uh, from each of these different styles. And I'm going to um, kind of introduce a little bit of the song and then um, and you get to hear a little bit of the song and um, we'll go through it like that. Okay, so the first artist we're going to talk about here is Flaco Jimenez. And uh, Flaco Jimenez is a 20th century accordionist and uh, composer. His father was also a musician, and um, he is closely related to the Tejano style, Conjunto Tejano, Norteño style of music. Um, the song we're going to listen to is called Ay de Dejo en San Antonio, and it was a song that uh, won him several Grammys. Um, and uh, the, the song features the accordion, and the, the bajo sexto or bajo quinto, I can't uh, tell you which one is which uh, they sound very very similar it's just the amount of strings that the instrument has but the overall sound is very uh, very similar and um, this this song is, uh, is is a classic for this style so here you go this is Flaco Jimenez and the song Aya de Dejo in San Antonio Y navegante, ya me voy para nunca más volver. All right, so the next style of music we're going to listen to is mariachi music, and the person, that, the composer that we're going to listen to is uh, Nati Cano, Natividad Cano. And uh, the song, the name of the song is Llegaron los Camperos La Negra. This is a classic mariachi tune, and uh, look for a couple of the uh, styles of. Um, instruments that are in there there's there's strings there's brass there's a harp as well and um and then uh, some guitar and and and, and bass yeah, guitarron kind of sounds as well and uh, this is just a lot of the sounds that you use that you're um, gonna hear when you're listening to a mariachi music so this is uh naticano uh llegaron los camperos la negra so here you go 
Okay, and while we're at it, this is a current uh, modern example of uh, mariachi music, and uh, the name of the band is Flor de Toloache. Flor de Toloache played here in my hometown, and I was out of town on vacation. I was super bummed to not see them because I was really looking forward to it. But they are a um, all-female mariachi band, uh, which is a thing because uh, gender is kind of a thing in Mexican music, and it, it's kind of a progressive, you know, kind of a new cool thing that they're doing. Um, the instruments to look for is the the vihuela. Um, look for some amazing uh, harmonies. The vocals are just fantastic in this group. Um, but the um, the instruments they're playing are vihuela. Um, there's a guitaron. There's a trumpet, and um, and then there's also a, a violin or fiddle. So the strings are are, are pretty important in uh, mariachi music. The song is called Besos de Mezcal, and uh, the name of the group again is Flor de Toloache. If you want to watch a really cool performance on YouTube, uh, they did a tiny desk, one of those NPR tiny desk concerts. Uh, so so uh, search that up and check that out. It's a really cool performance. Here you go. Flor de Toloache. Yo sigo, sigo bailando con los espíritus amados. Te juro por milagades que mi amor está en el fondo. Besos de mezcal, se me sube la next song we're going to listen to is from the genre of music called banda and banda is like a big band basically it's really unique because there's no uh, guitars in it it's all um, uh, brass section and um, and some clarinets and uh, things like that but it's not um, not guitar driven guitar based and whatnot which I find to be um, very interesting um, the first few times I listened to it it, uh, it it was kind of off-putting a little bit because the sounds were so different um, the brass instruments have this really like vibrant vibrant, um, uh, really kind of electric almost sound to them, uh, which is uh, just really unique and interesting um, uh, way of, um, of hearing those instruments played. And uh, a lot of these songs are, um, are love songs. They're, they're, they're romantic. They're about um, uh, breakups or relationships and things like that. Um, uh, this song is called Me Vas Exgenar. And uh, this is just, uh, uh, just a fantastic song. The group is called uh, Banda MS. And uh, they're a classic Mexican uh, Banda group. Very, very popular, very, very famous. And I love this song i think the the um the the melody in this song it it just kills it slays there's a couple of if there's a couple of um, acoustic versions of it where someone's playing a guitar or a uh, baja quinto and, and and singing it uh on, on you can find them on youtube and uh, a couple different places and um when you strip back the instruments and just hear the acoustic guitar you can kind of get a sense more of what the uh, what the melody sounds like and um man even before i knew really what they're they were talking about before i looked up the, tra the translation um the song blew me away so this is uh, Banda MS with Me Vas Ok, 
Okay, this next tune is a traditional folk song from Mexico, La Llorona, and this is performed uh, by Angela Aguilar. And um, it, this song is just a, um, a, a classic traditional tune in Mexican culture, and it, it's such a, an emotional, evocative song. Beautiful melody. The Spanish flamenco guitars are amazing as well, and uh, just a just a beautiful, uh, beautiful song. Like I mentioned before, it's featured in the movie Coco. Toward the end, um, it's performed and um, and. I, I love it. What else can you say? It's beautiful. So here you go. This is uh, La Llorona. Okay, for the last song and the last style of music we're going to explore, this is a song called uh, Radicamos in South Central, and the name of the group is Fuerza Regida. And this is a very modern group. Um, they have a, a pretty young following. Uh, and what's interesting to me is that it's, um, it's, it's um, uh, Baja Sexto and tuba and uh, some guitar and, and, and bass as well. Um, but uh, the tuba really, really stands out. Tons of tuba in this one. And then also... Um, uh, the, the, the Bajo Sexto um, as well. And so um, very uh, similar uh, sounds to what you'd hear in like Ranchero or uh, Conjunto um, kind of music. And uh, this is um, uh, a, a lot of people from uh, uh, South Central Los Angeles and uh, Chicanos uh, here in America are embracing this style and uh, playing this music. And it's become pretty popular over the last um, uh, five to 10 years. So um, this is a, a really interesting song, uh, Fuerza Regida and Barricamos in South Central. Pónganse trucha chavalos porque hay muchos envidiosos que nos quieren ver para abajo No se olvida que el día cuando cae el compachino en la oficina lo agarraron Los azules lo rodearon pues donde no les pusieron sabían dónde estaba el clavo Y en la escuelita se aventó all right. Well, there you go. That's all the styles of music that I'm going to be talking about in this series. I hope you found it interesting. I've been finding it super interesting reading up on it and um, looking into things. I'm going to put some notes in the um, in the podcast. Um, so make sure to, to scroll down and check on that wherever you, uh, wherever you get this, this podcast. Um, but just kind of real quickly, I wanted to um, talk about one resource in particular that was super helpful to me, and that is uh, Smithsonian Folkways. They have done so much amazing work over the last... Um, you know, 40, 50 years. And um, they have this great article called Que Viva La Musica Latina. You can just search it up, you know, in your search engine and it'll bring you up this article. There's a playlist. There's um, there's an article. There's a little breakdown on all the artists. I got a lot of the, the, the stuff that I um, used in this uh, podcast, kind of like as far as playlist goes, um, from this this um, article, I didn't cover every artist who's in it. There's all kinds of interesting stuff in it as well that I didn't uh, uh, get to. But um, definitely, definitely a fantastic uh, resource. So that's a real quick one you can look up. And then in the in the show notes, I'm going to put um, uh, the name of a, a book um, that I've been reading and uh, taking notes on uh, using for the podcast, and then some other um, uh, playlists and online resources as well. So there you go. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'm going to um, in the future in the next episodes, I'm going to break down one 
uh, one genre at a time. So we'll do one on conjunto norteño music. We'll do one on mariachi. We'll do one on um, on uh, th this new uh, trap corridos uh, thing that's going on. And just kind of you know take a little time and explore each of those genres and and give them the space that they deserve on their own. So there you go. I wanted to also mention as always uh, to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, so uh, check me out there. Give me a little follow there and um, always open to suggestions. So um, so check me out on social media and uh, um, I, I try to answer uh, comments and, and do all that kind of stuff as well as you keep in contact. So if you have some, some thoughts, ideas, um, direction and things like that, I'd love to hear about it. So there you go. Have a good one, everybody. I'll see you next time. Thank you.